Support for the Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. Can you say that again? I'm hearing like a little bit of, I don't know if it's a crinkling noise or something. Yeah, that. What, what is that? <laughs> I'm going to get a cookie. <laughs> oh, you're getting a cookie. Okay, cool. Oh, then that's okay. We can leave that in. You walk the walk. No kidding. You, you don't just talk about food. You live it. I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. It'd be nearly impossible to eat at every restaurant in Orlando, but Ricky Lee sure comes close. Today, the founder of the popular food website TastyChomps.com breaks down Central Florida's best eats. Ricky Lee is a civil engineer by day, a food blogger by night, and a 24-7 encyclopedia of Central Florida restaurants. Ricky runs the popular Orlando area food blog, Tasty Chomps. He also wrote the book on Orlando restaurants, literally. His book, Food Lover's Guide to Orlando, was published in 2013, and he's eaten at hundreds more Central Florida restaurants since then. In our conversation, the Orlando resident recalls how he got into food blogging, shares the latest restaurant trends, and offers advice for aspiring food influencers. As you'd expect, you're going to hear a lot of restaurants mentioned in this episode, but don't worry about trying to write down all the names. We have links to all the restaurants Ricky mentions at our website, thezestpodcast.com. How did you get into this? Why did you get into this? Well, I used to write for the UCF newspaper, the Central Florida Future, when I was at the University of Central Florida. And I wrote about like local restaurants in Orlando, kind of like small mom and pop places, just to, just to let people know about all the great things that are out there that aren't the regular chains, you know? And then after I graduated, I started my blog. And, you know, back in the 2000s, you know, blogging was a thing. Um, and so I just started that as a kind of a hobby, um, after work, you know, I'm a civil engineer by day and then at night I would obviously, you know, go out to eat or, or, or try new things. And I just like to blog about it and haven't stopped since really. <laughs> so what have been some of your favorite off the beaten path discoveries? Because you think of Orlando, you think of like downtown and maybe Disney and been there, done that, but what have been some hidden gems that you've discovered? Well, Orlando is home to a rather large uh, Vietnamese American community and Asian American community. And uh, near the, the heart of uh, Orlando is the Mills 50 district, which has quite a few Vietnamese restaurants and markets and things like that. But lately, there's been a second generation of like uh, immigrant children coming up and starting their own kind of places that are more modern, almost like fusion, but, uh, you know, just kind of tweaked a little bit, updated classics. So. There's a place called um, Tori Tori on Mills that's really good. It's like a little Japanese gastropub, izakaya kind of thing where they have skewers um, and drinks. Uh, it's really fun and a nice place to go out at night at. That sounds great. Mills 50, did that used to be called Little Vietnam? That is a nickname for it, uh, Little Vietnam, because, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, there was quite a few Vietnamese restaurants and, and markets there. There still is. But lately, there's been more and more like there's Chinese places, Malaysian places, too. So quite the 
the diversity and also obviously bubble tea shops all over the place. Almost every other day there's like a new bubble tea or, or actually green tea now, matcha shops opening up soon too. So quite the diversity. And um, if you ask like, oh, how was it compared to like 10, 15 years ago when I first started, it's totally night and day. It would take, you know, weeks, months, even years for trends from other places to get here. But now it's days or minutes, you know, with the the speed of the internet. Yeah, that's crazy. So what's a trend that we wouldn't have thought of a decade ago? Apparently, burrito tacos are really popular right now uh, this year. Uh, I guess it's a, sort of a comfort food. Think of like uh, the French dip, but in a taco form. It's popular among uh, a lot of uh, the local taco stands, but even the, the more major Mexican restaurants are serving it now, too, because it's so popular. What are they called? What kind of tacos? Maria tacos. They're basically like beef stew tacos and they're actually queso tacos. They're like little mini quesadillas and stuffed with cheese and, and beef from a beef stew. And uh, they kind of like pan griddle it and it's all like crispy and you dunk it in a, almost a little thing of beef stew. <laughs> it's so delicious. Oh my gosh, it's a taco and a stew. In addition to these cool new tacos and the Mills 50 district, is there any other place that people should check out the next time they're in Orlando or Central Florida? There's so many great little neighborhoods. I talked about Mills 50. Winter Park is another one where you can just walk around and check out local you know, restaurants from Indian to French to to, um, you know, Italian at Prado. I mean, there's so many great, great places um, to explore. Um, you know, if you're visiting the parks, there's there's also this place called Susuru, which is another kind of Japanese ramen slash bar place that's kind of got a retro uh, 1950s, 1960s Japanese kind of theme with, with toys and, and little vintage, you know, things like that. So it's really cool cool to check out um that one's near disney springs i think but it's always so cool to see little places popping up more and more lately obviously with 2020 you know things have been a little bit different you know people are ordering out more and um and a lot uh frankly more people are trying to stick with what they know right um and so not as many new places but there's still quite a few new places opening in orlando Okay. So what is your family background and what types of foods did you grow up eating? Like, were you an adventurous eater as a kid? Yeah. Um, so my, my, my parents, my mom was a, a Vietnamese refugee from um, Vietnam in the 1980s. Um, she was a boat refugee. Uh, my dad came over when he was um, also in the 80s. Um, he was sponsored over and he's also from Vietnam, but he's of Chinese descent. Um, and growing up, he had a, a, a Asian market down in West Palm Beach called uh, Chung Mei. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you know, that was kind of like the community hub where people on the weekends would go and pick up, you know, the latest newspaper or pick up, you know, some fried pork belly to take home or, or cake or something like that for their birthday. So it was always cool to see people come around to the market. And later on, he would o- open a restaurant too. And that has some family that still are in the restaurant business down in South Florida, quite successful. But obviously, you know, uh, big families, you know, immigrant families, we've got big occasions uh, every year, different anniversaries for honoring our ancestors. So we would have a huge feast of 
all the different dishes, like traditional. One dish is like this taro chicken dish. Uh, it's very homey. Um, uh, let's see other things. You know, the uh, obviously everyday normal foods like you know rice and, and spam and, and soup, right? Spam. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good in food with rice, but those special occasions are really nice because they brought out, you know, roast duck or roast pork and yeah, things like that. It would be a great piece. Or actually parties, you know, fried rice and egg rolls. So good. Party food. <laughs> oh, that's, that's always good. So you're an engineer by day and a food blogger by night. Mm-hmm. Are people surprised by that juxtaposition? Yeah, often, uh, oftentimes they are very surprised because, you know, the left brain and the right brain kind of thing, right? So it's a fun little party talking point, <laughs> but there's like totally two different worlds. So it's almost like two different lives that I live. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. How'd you choose the name Tasty Chomps for your blog? I don't remember exactly. I was just thinking something short, something memorable, easy to say. Just something catchy, I guess, you know, tasty chops. Well, it worked. I mean, you've got like more than 16,000 Instagram followers. Why do you think people are drawn to the food that you're sharing when there are so many food influencers out there? I know the past couple of years has been quite a robust, uh, which is great. You know, more and more um, attention to different food offerings, which is great. So why? I don't know. I think, you know, I've been around a long time and uh, kind of like know most of the people here in the food uh, community. And so it's almost like I'm a more of a trusted voice lately than, you know, say someone who just started. <laughs> not not kind of them, but, you know, I've been around a little bit longer, but also just seeing everything growing and just keep sharing, you know, all the great things that are going on here in Orlando and Central Florida. And that's what I like to do. I like to share. <laughs> Oh, that's great. How about sharing some advice for people who want your job? <laughs> what oh makes a, what makes a good food influencer? Thankfully, I do have my day job, but <laughs> but food influencer, I guess you know nowadays, especially you got to learn how to take really good photos of food. Uh, lighting is key. Uh, editing is key. Telling a story is also key now, especially with uh, not just Instagram now, but with TikTok. Um, telling the, those stories that will um, kind of s- stand out and draw people in that provide value to people too, that people will learn something new. So it's not just showing off, look how lucky I am. I'm eating here and you're not. No. Yeah. But like, here's what's cool about this place. Or did you know that, you know, this is like a 50 year old establishment in, in Orlando that you might not have heard about? Or Is that a real thing? If it's around 50 years old, they probably people probably know about it. <laughs> but here, here's this brand new place that you probably never heard about that serves up, you know, bow buns uh, with a Bowser theme, uh, Nintendo Mario theme or something like that, which we do have that. What restaurant is that? It's called uh, Bow's Castle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So what are some other kind of quirky restaurants that people might want to check out? There's quite a few quirky ones. I don't know if they, you know, have all the trademark uh, stuff, you know, approved, but there's this one place called Supa Saiyan. It's just like a soup, noodle soup place. It's like Dragon Ball theme and another one. Uh, Sticky Rice is a good, good one. They're, they're like a 
little almost Laotian, Laos, which is in the Southeast Asia, uh-huh. uh, like a night market kind of feel inside where you're sitting on benches and you're ordering little bites uh, of food that you share around the table. Oh, that sounds amazing. And it's called sticky rice. Yeah. They got like peanut noodles with chicken and they got actually really good curry noodle soup, little skewers they've got. And everything's like really reasonable. You can order the whole menu for like 50 bucks. Mm. Five bucks each. (laughs) I've heard of the Queens night market in New York and I always wanted to go there. So this could be like a little, Mm. little slice of that. What about, outside of Orlando, but still in Central Florida. Do you get around to those smaller towns at all? Yeah, like Sanford up in Central County. That's a great area. They're downtown. They've got this great German place called Hollerbach's Willow Tree, and they've got German music band, you know, the Oompa bands on the weekends. And they've got quite a few things all along that area from modern gastronomy. They actually have a food hall up there now, too. In Sanford? Yeah, in, San- in Sanford, they got a little food hall there with like a burger place and coffee and vegan ice cream. Yeah, so they've got quite a few things up there. And you said um, it's inside of an old train station? Yep, an old train depot. It's actually called Henry's Depot. I might have to take a road trip. That sounds pretty cool. Oh, and there's a, a vegan place called Dixie Dharma there, too. I don't know if you heard of it, but they're really good. Actually, they, I think they open on in Tampa now. We do um, have that. So we're a little bit cool. <laughs> we do have Dixie Dharma in uh, Tampa Bay. What's your best discovery yes. if you were ever just like driving on a road trip and pulled over at some hole in the wall? Like I've eaten at places in gas inside of gas stations that were amazing. <laughs> so have you ever just stumbled upon something when you weren't looking for it and been blown away? I have been to a couple of those uh, places that are like located inside a gas station. Like there's a place called Getting Messy Barbecue. They were inside like two gas stations, but they're at another place now. They, they keep moving around. They're like a vagabond or something, but they've got really good smoked chicken and um, barbecue ribs and brisket, really a brisket too. Um, so yeah, you never know. Actually, on the west side of town, Orlando, which is actually not as blogged about as much, but there's all these barbecue smoking little businesses that pop up on the weekends that they just serve barbecue. Um, and those are great too. Jerk chicken, man, so good. So mm. you never know what you might find. If I see a smoker, yeah, I might go and, uh, Go visit this because they're probably having something yummy in there. Oh, yeah. If you see smoke, just head that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is there anything you won't eat? There is a Vietnamese or Filipino dish called balut um, in Filipino. Uh, in Ho- it's called Ho Yit Lom in Vietnamese. It's basically a fermented duck egg fetus. So I don't I don't eat that. Yeah. <laughs> You don't mess around with that. (laughs) It's beak and all that stuff. And like, uh, it doesn't taste that good. I had it when I was little, but it was not good. I'm not going to eat that. I think it's an acquired taste. Yeah. Uh How often do you eat out and do you ever get tired of eating out? I do try, you know, for lunch and stuff to to try new places if I can. Um, Lately, I've been doing a lot of takeout, (laughs) as you can probably imagine. But we try to support our local mom and pop places as much as we can on the weekends. Um, sometimes you're just tired of cooking, you know, and you just want to order something. Uh, so we do that like, say a couple times a week for dinner and a couple times a week for lunch. 
Can you enjoy it or do you feel like you have to be writing about it or taking a video of it? Do you ever just um, want to eat the food? <laughs> eat it before my, my camera dies. I guess I get pleasure from like sharing about it too, you know, just taking a photo of it and kind of like, hey, check this out. But it is a crapshoot. Sometimes it looks beautiful. It doesn't taste that great. You, you never know. And sometimes it doesn't look so great, but it's so delicious. But I do I do enjoy the food whether I take a photo or not, but usually I would take a photo. For example, if it's a new place, yeah, I'd definitely take a photo. But if I've been there many times, I probably wouldn't be taking a picture. Just just enjoy it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> for me, I guess it's like half the enjoyment is to share. I've heard you say we a couple times. So are there other people who work on Tasty Chomps with you? Actually, thankfully, yes, because I've got two little ones now, and so I can't go do everything. But uh, so we've got a team. We've got like a marketing director, and we've got like um, some friends from college that still write to this day, and uh, you know, just have fun going out for us because we're invited all the time too. You know, like hey, we got this new menu coming out, and love to share about it. But I can't make it, but so my friends would go out for me. Okay, so if you could put together a dream meal from all the places you've tried in Central Florida, which I know is a lot, what would it be? Like, what's an appetizer, an entree, a dessert, and maybe a drink that have really stuck with you through all the meals that you've had? Mm. For an appetizer, I would probably pick up some, oh, wontons in spicy peanut sauce from Mamak, which is a Malaysian-style street food place in downtown Orlando. They're really good. Basically, they're like these wontons in this creamy, like, peanut sauce kind of thing with, with spices. It's so delicious. Um, for, like, entree, maybe I would get some, it's kind of fancy, bull and bear uh, in Waldorf, Astoria. They've got this dish called the Pasta Explosion, and it's like this almost like this ravioli stuff with uh, parmesan and prosciutto and it's just so delicious so good (laughs) um that's one dish um what else is really good tacos from tortas el rey uh have you ever been to mexico this is probably the closest to mexico that i've been outside of mexico they're like got like four mexican grandmas working in the back of this old checkers place and they're like slaying out these really delicious tacos like carnitas and al pastor and things like that <laughs> oh that sounds like, so good anytime there's a grandma working in the back sign yeah, me up it's magic <laughs> it's magic yeah. taste of Chengdu, which is a sichuan place uh they just opened a second location in baldwin park and they've got really good um eggplant uh this eggplant dish with like garlic sauce so good um what else? Let's see. For steak, if I was going to steak, definitely Christner's on Lee Road. They've got fantastic aged, um, you know, really good steaks out there. What other cuisines are you looking for? Let me tell No, this yeah. is great. I was just asking for like a one meal put together, but we will not be hungry for a long time if we eat all this. How about a dessert and a drink? Do you do drinks dessert. too? I do a little bit, not too much, but uh, let's see, dessert, one dessert that I still love to this day is this uh, Grand Marnier souffle from the Venetian room. I think they're called the Venetian Chop House now. But 
that kind of like blew my mind for desserts, like ever since then. Um, um, I don't know if it's still on the menu though. Darn it. Let's see. Any other desserts I've had lately? You know who has got really good desserts? This place called Kabuki Sushi in downtown Orlando. They've got this like uh, chocolate cake with like ice cream. It was so good. Oh my gosh. Um, this is amazing. I can hear you typing. Are you like looking up restaurants right now? <laughs> I'm looking up what the heck was that dessert? <laughs> that i'm thinking about <laughs> so do your friends ask you for recommendations or even strangers like hey it's my anniversary where should we go or so-and-so's coming to town where should i take them because you're like do. a you're like an encyclopedia of orlando yeah. restaurants well, well it's funny you mentioned that because i did write a book in 2013 about the orlando restaurants so i do have like an encyclopedic knowledge in my brain even though i don't want to sometimes <laughs> of all the restaurants in Orlando, but you know that's seven years ago. So seven years, things have changed a lot. So. What's What's the name of your book? It's called The Food Lover's Guide to Orlando. It's available at Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Perfect. But, but just know it's from 2013, so things have changed a little bit. But obviously, if you want to know what Orlando food was like in 2013. Um, that's a great place to start. And a lot of those places are still around. Is there anything else you're really excited about for the coming months? Any other trends or openings we should be looking out for? You know what's a big trend right now that they're starting to build up are ghost kitchens where people would be renting, I guess, this large kitchen area. It would be almost like a incubator, like a, a food incubator where people would just kind of experiment with whatever um, concept they've got and then do takeout or delivery that is something that I've been seeing a lot lately more, um, you know, back in the day we had more food trucks, but now they're doing these ghost kitchen concepts where you'd go and they would deliver or, or you can take out and, and there'd be a lot less overhead, you know, especially without a dining room and things like that. So like renting space in a commercial kitchen? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know there's this like Hainanese chicken concept coming out and this bibimbap like Korean rice uh, bowl concept that are in development out there. Is there anything else we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention? I feel like I should just be taking notes. Like people need a pen and a pad when they listen to this because you have so yeah. many good ideas. You should join our uh, foodie forum uh, Facebook group, Orlando Foodie Forum. We've got on there. It's kind of like a hive mind of foodies in Orlando where people are just like, hey, where should I go for this and that? And people just would just answer <laughs> there's like 20,000 people in there. I love those huge groups because you get an answer right away. I know. That's a good place, you know, to start. Well, Ricky Lee, thank you for your foodie expertise. It was really fun to talk to you and I am really hungry now. Thank you for talking to me and uh, wish you all the best and I love uh, public radio. So everyone support and donate. Thank you for that plug. <laughs> Did not ask you to say that, but that was very kind. Ricky Lee is founder of TastyChomps.com. We recorded our conversation in December, so if you're thinking about checking out any of the restaurants Ricky suggested, you might want to call first. We have links to all the places he mentions on our website, TheZestPodcast.com. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with help from Cheyenne Jaglau and Mark Hayes. Copyright 2021, WUSF Public Media. Music.